Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us. This is episode 62, and I'm actually super excited to talk to you today about spring cleaning. (laughs) I know spring comes earlier to the Houston area than it does for most of the rest of the country. So I thought it would be fun to do a little spring cleaning challenge that you can join me for this week or save it for a week when you're feeling like especially springy. We're going to set up a few little things that will make it easier before we get started. Then I'm going to share 10 minute 30-minute and 60-minute challenges that you can do each day of the week for five days to get your house ready for a new season. Okay, so let's jump in because really we have quite a bit to cover today. First, here are the first the things that I think you should do first before you start any cleaning project around your house. There are four things we're going to go through that I think will set you up for success no matter what your spring cleaning projects are. So the first one is recruit help or (laughs) share clear expectations. So you are going to decide what you're gonna do and you're gonna decide what help you need and you're gonna set up some pretty clear expectations of the help that you need or the feedback that you hope to get after you do things yourself. So last week, my older son David and I, I recruited his help because he was uh, grounded from the Xbox and so <laughs> he had lots of free time on his hands and so we did some projects around the house and my husband Lee texted to see how things were going and so I said David's doing a great job helping, we're working really hard and when you get home I need you to give us a little verbal praise for all the hard work. <laughs> that we did today. So I thought it was uh, helpful for David and for me and for Lee for him to know that when he got home, we would be tired from working and that we would need some feedback on what we had done so that we knew he noticed what we had done. So the very first thing before you want to start any of this is to recruit help if you can. And even if you can't, share some clear expectations of what's going to happen around the house and maybe some of the uh, feedback you're going to get. Like, hey, I've been cleaning all day and I'm not going to be able to do dinner tonight. And so we need to make a plan to pick up pizza, something like that, that helps the communication be really clear so that everybody understands the expectations. Okay, the second thing is to get a donation box ready. So hopefully, during this spring cleaning, you're going to be getting rid of some things. And so one of the very first things you can do is get a box, put it in a central location, where everybody knows where it is, everybody who's helping you clean, and just start putting stuff in it that you're either going to donate to uh, a charity or you're going to donate to another family in need. So get a donation box ready before you start all the rest of it. The third thing, evaluate the effectiveness of each space. You, (laughs) You may have a space in your house that isn't working for you right now, And before you tackle it and make cleaning changes, maybe you need to evaluate how to make that space work better for you overall. That's going to keep you motivated to do that spring cleaning, and it will help you know how to make that space work better. 
Okay, the fourth thing that's going to bring a little more joy <laughs> to your time cleaning is to create a playlist or download a podcast or an audiobook that you can listen to while you're cleaning. So especially if you're doing a project by yourself, you may want to download something, a playlist, a podcast, something to keep you going so that uh, you keep that motivation and keep moving. Um, this week, I am going to download the Village Church, which is a church up in the Dallas area. They, Their pastor, Matt Chandler, started a new series on Revelation. And, and I'm really interested in the book of Revelation. I haven't studied it in a long time. So I'm going to download the sermons that he's already done on Revelation. And as I clean this week, that's what I'm going to be listening to. Uh, so <laughs> that may keep me motivated to keep cleaning because he's going to keep preaching and I'm going to want to keep listening. Okay, so those are four things we can do before everything else starts. Now for our timed challenges. I'm going to break it up to hit one room each day and share what you can get done in 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or 60 minutes. Now, if you're working on 30 minutes, you'll get the task done from the 10-minute challenge and the 30-minute challenge. If you're doing the full hour, you'll do everything on the list, the 10, the 30-minute, and the 60-minute stuff. You don't have to remember everything that I'm about to say as you listen. I'll put the list on my website in the show notes at sandrapeoples.com, the podcast, under episode 62. And if you're only home on the weekends and that's when you clean, you can take one day to work through these over the next five weeks. So don't let it stop you if you don't have five consecutive days to get this done. You break it up to however it will work for you. Remember, I am sharing what works for me in my context and season of parenting. This for sure is not a should list to make you feel guilty. This is just my way of organizing what I want to do slash need to do. And it feels more fun if I think of us doing it together. So let's jump into the five days of the week is how we're organizing it and then the five areas so the first one monday is the main living area <laughs> so if you only have 10 minutes to work on the main living area what i would do is set a timer so that everyone can help you clean for 10 minutes they're going to take their stuff out of the room and put it wherever it goes now that doesn't mean they're just going to take it from one room and dump it into another room like their bedrooms, they're actually going to put it where it goes. So when I did this one day last week, when I was working on our main living area, I took like 12 pairs of shoes out of our living area. And it was five of mine, five of my husband's and two of our older son, David's. James didn't have any because if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know that James wears Crocs <laughs> year round, even to church everywhere he goes. So he doesn't even really have backup shoes like the rest of us do. So when I cleaned up that area, those 10 pairs of shoes j didn't just go from the living room floor to the bedroom floor. They actually got put up where they go. So during this 10 minutes, you can also clean out the mail stack. If that's in your living area, you can clean up toys. You can clean up stacks of books. We had a bunch of stacks of books in our living area. Because it's spring cleaning, you may want to clean out the blankets. Like we have like a basket for our blankets. And so I took all of them and washed them and dried them during that time because 
we won't be using them as often in the spring and I wanted to make sure they were clean before I put them back in the closet. Okay, if you have 30 minutes to work on your main living area, you can dust the surfaces and clean the floor. So you can clean everything up for 10 minutes like we talked about and then dust all the surfaces and sweep the floor, whether that's vacuuming or how, whatever kind of floor you have. Um, but <laughs> you're getting things off the floor and not just vacuuming or sweeping around them. Usually we uh, do the floors every week, <laughs> but sometimes we just vacuum and kind of bump into things that really should be picked up and moved out, but we're not always doing that. And so our spring cleaning idea to, for this is that we're going to take everything off the shelves, dust the things on the shelves, dust the surfaces, and clean the floor by picking things up off the floor so that everything gets as clean as possible. Okay, if you have an hour, if you have 60 minutes, you are going to do what we call, well, what Michael and Smith, who's also known as the nester, she calls quieting the room. So she especially does this like after she takes the Christmas decorations down or some kind of transition. So she's going to take out of the room all the accessories, all of the little knickknack things, uh, even things off the wall if you want to. You're going to quiet the room and see how it feels and then add back the things that really give you joy and bring beauty to that space. So if you have an hour, you may want to quiet the room. You'll also want to move the furniture and make sure you vacuum or clean the floor under it. You could dust the baseboards. That gets done at my house really like two times a year, spring cleaning and then before Christmas, when we have usually have a lot of people over, I do it then, sometimes three times a year. Uh, you may want to clean the blinds, dust the blinds, wipe them out, clean the windows if you're going to be opening your windows pretty often. And then find solutions to any problem areas that you have in those main living spaces. So like I talked about in the 10 minute one, maybe the mail is piling up somewhere and that isn't a good solution for you, you could find a new place for the mail as you think through good solutions for your space in that hour on a Monday. Okay, on Tuesday, we're gonna look at the kitchen. So if you have 10 minutes, I want you to clear the counters, clear everything off the counters, put it all where it goes. Now to do this systematically, I think we should move from left to right around the kitchen and from up to down. So left to right and up to down. And that, it. so you're working kind of clockwise around the room. Uh, I have been doing that, I think, for as long as I've known how to clean. But I, over the pandemic time, started following Go Clean Co. Like CO is in company, which has become a pretty popular Instagram follow. And that's what they suggest. It's a professional cleaning company in Canada. And they suggest moving from left to right, up to down when you clean a space like the kitchen. If you have 30 minutes, let's clean out the fridge. <laughs> so take everything out, wipe off the shelves, throw away anything that's expired, and then put it all back in. You can also clean out the junk drawer. Uh, I only have three drawers in my kitchen. I have a pretty small kitchen. So I don't have a junk drawer. I have like a junk basket. Um, I'll show you a picture of it this week in our Insta in our Facebook group. So you can see the before and after of me cleaning like our junk basket area. Uh, but I'm going to really focus on that on Tuesday. 
And if you still have time, you can focus on another problem area, like maybe where you keep your Tupperware. Maybe that's kind of overflowing or the lids aren't matching any of the containers. So if you have 30 minutes and you want to tackle this, clean out the fridge, clean out the junk drawer, and then tackle one problem area. Okay, if you have a full hour, take everything out <laughs> that you can and put it back where it goes, making sure that you're wiping cabinets out, cleaning anything that needs to be cleaned, and then hopefully, probably putting some things in that donation box that we set out before we started. So like we have a whole shelf of old cups and glasses that we never use. And part of it is because I can't reach <laughs> that top shelf. And so things just kind of get stuck up there and they never see the light of day again. So I will evaluate, is this something we need to keep, donate, throw away? Like what, I need this space. Like I said, I have a pretty small kitchen. I need this space to work for me. And if it's just full of glasses, I need to go ahead and get rid of those. One of the things I need to make space for is my canning jars because I garden in the summer and then I can and right now I have jars in different locations like all around the house <laughs> like honestly <laughs> they're in some pretty random locations and so if I can clean off a shelf in my kitchen of stuff we don't use I can put my canning jars there so they are ready when I am ready to can. Okay, Wednesday, we are going to tackle the bathrooms. If you have 10 minutes to tackle the bathrooms, throw the towels and the rugs in the washer, sweep the floor, and dust all the surfaces. Now, you're dusting with a dry rag because if, you're if your rag is wet and you're wiping those surfaces that have dust and hair on them, it's just, it's going to make it worse. Have you done that before? I, I used to do it all the time if with a sponge and then you take it across something that's dusty and it just makes that dust stick harder. And so if you just have 10 minutes, take time to dust all your surfaces, your drawers, your the shelves, everything that you can see. Um, dust all of those surfaces and get the dust out and that will make it feel a lot cleaner. If you have 30 minutes, go ahead and scrub the tub or the shower clean the toilet, and clean the sink. So most of us have a routine for this and even products that we love, but I recently, thanks to Go Clean Co, I have to slow down every time I say that, <laughs> I have started using Barkeeper's Friend uh, when I clean our tub. Now we live in a little bit of an older home and so the tub and the tile is older and really holds on to stains and so barkeeper's friend has been a huge help to get everything looking its best and really feeling clean if you have an hour to work on your bathroom then organize the storage spaces replace or clean the shower curtain liner clean out the medicine cabinet <laughs> and take stock of your extra towels and sheets uh, I have said before in our laundry episode that we only have like one set of sheets and one set of towels. And so when I wash towels, I don't fold them. I hang them back up in the bathroom. And when I wash sheets, I don't fold those. I put them back on our beds. But I do have backups for when people come to visit or, you know, an accident or something happen happens during the night. 
And we have friends coming and family coming, uh, hopefully over the summer and into the fall as people are vaccinated and feel better about traveling again. So I need to make sure after a year and a half of not having people be in our home, I need to make sure that I have towels and sheets and all of the things that we're going to need as we welcome guests in the coming months. Okay, Thursday, we're going to do bedrooms. So if you have 10 minutes to work in the bedroom, get the stuff off the floor and clean the surfaces. So the bedrooms at our house are kind of a dumping ground for sure, since no one sees them. And so if we're doing a quick cleanup because somebody's on their way over to drop something off, then we'll take things from the public areas, the TV room or wherever, and put them in our bedrooms and just they just sit there. And so this is a good time to (laughs) clean all those things up that have just, at least for me, been sitting on the floor for a while. If you have 30 minutes, then dust all your surfaces, vacuum or clean your floors and wash the sheets and the blankets. This is a good time to wash the blankets on your bed, the shams on your pillows, any of the extra stuff that maybe doesn't get washed as regularly each week like you do in your normal laundry routine. And then if you have a whole hour, clean out drawers, do your seasonal clothes changeover, or clean out your closet. Cleaning out the closet is a, our closet, like our master closet is a big deal because James throws so much stuff in the master closet. So he's got masks that he's worn and noise reducing headphones and his backpack. And anytime he has to wear a pullover or a jacket, He puts all of that in our little master closet. So right now we can't even walk into it. So that for sure is something that I'm going to tackle this week. And then uh, last week, my friend Becky Davidson from Rising Above was doing her closet. And we were on Marco Polo, which is a way that you can talk and see videos of each other. And so I got to cheer her on as she cleaned out her closet, especially doing that like seasonal clothes changeover. I know those of you (laughs) who live in places that have seasons, uh, it's a little different here in Houston because our weather is so mild year round. But I know lots of y'all are ready to put up the sweaters and get out the shorts and the flip flops. So this would be a good time to do that. Okay, Friday, our last day, we are going to tackle the storage areas. So if you have 10 minutes, you may want to hit a smaller area, like maybe your entryway, uh, a coat closet, the pet area (laughs) where your pets eat and do their stuff. Um, Any of those could benefit from 10 minutes of work in them. Small spaces that don't get very much attention until they hold big messes would are great areas to work on during this time. If you have 30 minutes, you could do the laundry room. You could do your household good storage like paper goods, bottled water, batteries, snacks that you can't live without. I know we stocked up, we all stocked up a year ago when we were unsure what COVID was going to do. And then here in Texas, we had that week of ice um, and and power outages for a lot of us and then we need to get ready for hurricane season around here our listeners in the midwest you guys need to prepare for tornado season and so kind of cleaning out and taking stock of your household good storage is a great thing to do right as your spring cleaning you may want to clean out the playroom you may want to clean up your digital storage <laughs> like your files on your computer may need some organizing and that's a great thing to take care of 
And if you have a full hour, or if you're like me, you may need even more than a full hour, you could tackle those really big spaces like the garage or the shed or the patio. Uh, maybe do some power washing, do a big clean out and organization, fill up the truck bed and the trash cart with things that need to get out of your house and out of your garage. Or you may want to do the cars. Um, this may not take you a full 60 minutes, could take you 30 minutes, but sometimes we forget that our cars are storage areas for a lot of us. And so you may want to vacuum out or detail your car. This would be a great time to do that, especially even washing the outside of your car, because if you're like us, it, it has a nice layer of pollen <laughs> all over it almost every day. And so this could be a good time to take care of the inside and the outside of your car. Okay, so that was five days, 10 minute, 30 minute, and 60 minute task for each of the five days in five different areas of the house. And so as we wrap up all of that, I did want to share this. There was a post at Desiring God over the weekend, and it was entitled The Hidden Ministry of Homemaking, What I Learned from Elizabeth Elliot that, and I just really loved this article. The author, Michelle Morin, wrote this, and she's speaking of Elizabeth Elliot, who was a missionary and an author. She writes in this article, she helped me see housekeeping as an analogy for our spiritual life in general, just as the swiping of crumbs off the dining room table will never be a once and done affair, at least at my house, <laughs> neither are the practices of spiritual formation. Intending to the health and wholeness of our souls, every day there will be crumbs that need brushing away. And this is a good thing, for it keeps us mindful of our creaturely dependence on God. I just really loved that reminder that like our homes, caring for our souls is also a consistent practice. We sweep crumbs and we confess sins. We make beds and we give thanks. We wash dishes and we show love. The Holy Spirit is at work in us as we are at work in our homes. Spring cleaning can feel like a burden. But as abiding caregivers, we know that our Savior gives us strength and we can have joy even as we work. As inspiration for our closing prayer, I got out the book, Every Moment Holy. It's a book of prayers and liturgies for common tasks. Uh, and I wanted to share a few lines of the prayer that comes really at the very beginning of the book, and it's a prayer for domestic days. It says, O oh God, grant that my heart might be ordered aright, knowing that all good service faithfully rendered is first a service rendered unto you. Receive then this my service, that even in the midst of labors that hold no happiness in themselves, I might have increasing joy. In Jesus' name, amen. I love that, <laughs> that even when we can't find happiness in the task, we can still have increasing joy. So thanks for listening this week, friends. I know that was actually kind of a long episode for us, um, but I hope that talking through all the ideas inspired a few ideas for you. All week in our Abiding Caregivers Facebook group, I'll be sharing updates on my cleaning projects around the house. If you haven't joined us there yet, the link is in the show notes. Again, as a reminder, 
all the 10, 30, and 60-minute ideas I mentioned are listed under episode 62 at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast. I am praying for you this week as you live out your calling as an abiding caregiver. Thank you for spending this time with me today, and I'll meet you back here next week.